Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. As always, with me, as always, my buddy and my co-host, my pal, my main man, Greg Albert. We are in the depths of summer right now, especially when it comes to football. The NBA season's over. The NHL season's over. We just had the first Subway series of the year, so we'll definitely have to do some of that as... Greg is the resident Mets fan, and I am the uh, the Yankees fan here. We've been battling, but we're just uh, battling in the mud here. Yeah. <laughs> These past couple days, we'll get to that at the end here. We are here for the Jets episode. Greg, before we get into the Jets, we have some news about our safety. We lost the safety. We gave the safety. We're going to talk some depth chart today, uh, some undrafted free agents that might be on the look as we are officially in the summer. Uh, the nothing will happen, hopefully, for the Jets, especially on the field until August. So it begins there. But real quick, Greg, thoughts on the Heat losing uh, to the Joker, my favorite player in the NBA. It's not even close, especially <laughs> the way he celebrated that championship. Vegas Knights winning expansion team real quick before before we get into the Jets. Yeah, man, I, I, I it sucks because I had the Heat and Panthers in two different parlays. So we got all the way to the finals. We couldn't get it done. Um, that sucks for me. I mean, the Vegas thing I think is incredible. I, I guess Denver is too, but Vegas being an expansion team and what they've made it in, in three or four years, they've made it once lost and then they've now made it a second time at one. So that's pretty incredible to see. And then yeah, Denver, I mean, getting it done, everyone's getting healthy, staying healthy. Um, Murray coming back to form. And like you said, Joker just being, the best player in the NBA for sure right now. It's been incredible to see. It's been a fun season of uh, basketball and and, and the NHL. It sucks that it's over, and we are in the dog days of summer. We got baseball and baseball to look forward to and some more baseball. Both of our teams aren't that great, and we're kind of beating up on each other right now, so it's not really fun. Hopefully, we get we end the Subway Series, and we both get hot, so we'll see how that goes. What do you think about these uh, the hockey and basketball and everything finishing up, wrapping up? Well, I I mean, I'm happy that Denver solidified their place in the league. Uh, The Joker NBA regular season MVP talk to bed. Uh, Mark Jackson had to kind of shut his mouth and apologize. I'm really happy about that. That was ridiculous that he didn't have him in the top five. Just like he should really get his his vote revoked for that. I don't care how much you apologize. (laughs) You don't know how to vote. (laughs) Like, how is he not even top five? You don't know what to do if, if, uh, the Joker's on the top five. He's obviously the best player in the league. So I'm hyped about that. I didn't really watch much of the Stanley Cup. Um, I do really like the kid uh, from the Panthers. I, I don't know his last name off the top of my head. Uh, Tkachik or whatever. I know I just yep. called that really bad, but I really like him. But on to the most important news of the day here, of the week. You, talk, you spoke about health. We had the Adrian Amos safety acquisition which originally i was super hyped about uh a name that we've had on our list from the beginning of free agency one because of the whole packers thing but also because of the safety void uh for the jets he was officially signed uh on a one-year four million dollar deal 2.65 cap charge uh we have 2.25 million in guarantees plus 900k in incentives yep the number that we care about is 2.65 mil that's the cap charge here. 
We were excited. I was excited. The following news as to why Amos was signed. And, you know, it's it was a fun little lesson for me personally because something had to be up, right? We, we, we just restructured Whitehead. We just traded for Chuck Clark, right? And so there was a, they were both starters. It, something had to ring in my head when we signed Amos. And it wasn't just that Willie Parks got released. Like, I, it had to be a little bit more than that. <laughs> and we found out, unfortunately, that there's some injury news with Chuck Clark. There's rumors that it's a torn ACL, but he's still getting a second opinion. I guess the, the question mark is maybe he's not going to miss the whole season, but... I would say I'm guaranteeing here he's not going to be here until at least the bye week. All right, let's call let's call that as he's most likely out for the season. Yeah. Let's just say at least he's not here for the bye week. So we have Amos and we have Whitehead. And that's about it at safety. I mean, we have a couple of guys. Everyone loves Tony Adams. Uh, the depth chart kind of falls off quick. What are your thoughts on the Amos signing, including the price? What are your thoughts about Chuck Clark? And the unfortunate injury. I mean, that's the only thing, in my opinion, that's going to get the Jets down this year, and that's injuries. That's staying on the field. And, of course, the guy who hasn't missed a start for the Baltimore Ravens is uh, about to go on his contract year, comes to the Jets, and gets injured in practice. Just uh, very unfortunate. What are your thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers can fix a lot of things. He can't fix our injury luck, it seems like. Um, dude, we talked about it last week. I don't think that with the signing of Amos, you're like, uh, it should have been very clear that something was up just because we talked last week about how, to your point, the only thing that's going to derail this season is injuries at one position where things just fall apart. And we really talked about running back a lot last week, especially with um, uh, Dalvin Cook being coming available. And it's like, okay, you know, you know, if we if we sign a veteran guy there, I think that really solves our running back room, solidifies that, and we're in a good spot. We talked about safety being another spot where we're not really too deep. So you get a guy like Amos, again, another Green Bay Packer, you know, <laughs> veteran guy, wants to win, come here. I, I don't think it was immediate that someone was injured. It sucks that Chuck Clark's injured because now we're back in the same spot where if Whitehead gets hurt or Amos gets hurt, we're back to being thin at safety. So um, it's unfortunate. It sucks. We talked all, we talked, we've been talking all offseason. The only thing that I want to see is everyone to stay healthy. <laughs> I need everyone to stay healthy. Makai Becton, I'm looking at you. Everyone just stay healthy. We'll be good going into the season. Um, sucks. It's unfortunate. But to your point, we need to fill these gaps. We need to fill these holes where a couple injuries really derail the season. And safety is one of those things. It's kind of people forget about it. I think quarterback's a little bit flashier. Um, you know, de defensive end, defensive tackle is a little bit flashier. Safeties and linebackers. I mean, we talk about linebackers extensively for years <laughs> now. It, it, it makes or breaks a, a team. So happy we got them. Sucks that it's because of an injury. Cap hits not bad. Salary's not bad. Very excited about that. We talked a lot last week or the week before about the, the cap situation. We're in a really good cap situation, especially because we have some money designated for QL already. Now we're ready to go. We're ready to get it rocking. Yeah, so the money that you're talking about that's already allocated for QL is about the $9, 10000000 million he already has on the cap this year. Yep. Uh, we still have, I would say, still about $20 million in cap space this year uh, to, to maneuver with. I'm sure QL is going to eat a lot of that, plus his cap hold now. I'm officially not 
too worried about the safety position. I mean, nothing happened. Obviously, we downgraded, right? From Chuck Clark, we had to trade for versus Amos, who is free agent now. Like, logically, we downgraded. But I think it's okay. Uh, I like that we have backup plans. The linebacker position is a little thin, uh, in my opinion. But again, I think Juan Alexander is still uh, somebody to keep my eye on. I'm not going to let that go. I'm not letting that dream go. I still think he's going to be on the back of our depth chart. Some other news here. I mean, just uh, we we have to talk about it, Greg. We'll get we'll get into the to the Jets depth chart here in a second, but I got to get your thoughts on D Hop uh, showing up to New England on a visit, which the Patriots never have a visit. And secondly, I want to get your thoughts on. I mean, I'm I, I hate that I even have to talk about this guy, but. Craig Carton, I mean, the guy was never right about absolutely anything. Goes to WFAN the day he announces that he's going to move to Fox. He also decides to say that Aaron Rodgers uh, was uh, was swooned by the Patriots, and he said no and denied them. This is the same guy who told us on draft week that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the San Francisco 49ers. Do you have any thoughts about both this New England news, the D-Hop news, where – of note, he said he has a no rush to sign and any notes on this Aaron Rodgers, Patriots, spurning with some Craig Carton sprinkled. I mean, to your point, like you got to look at the source. To me, I, I, you know, whatever. If it's true, great. If it's not, it's probably not true. So <laughs> who cares? Um, you know, it's crazy to say. I, I don't know. D Hop, go to New England. Like, what are you going to do? Like, what's Mac, Mac Jones going to throw you the football? Corkle, like, he's Corkle on this show, Greg. Yeah, like who cares? <laughs> so we got Sauce, we got DJ Reed. I'm not worried about the wide receivers in the NFC East or the AFC East, even though you know it's a pretty good receiving core here. We got we got Diggs up north. We got you know Tyreek Hill down south, and if we got uh, Hopkins out east, that would be a little concerning. But and I I think again he's getting a little bit older. Um, he's not going to be around long. If it's one or two years, we have to deal with it. It's no problem. Sauce is in his prime. Um, not worried yeah. about it. Not worried about New England for the first time in a long time. We still have to beat them, though, John. I can't I can't let that slide. I mean, if you're watching on YouTube, you see the schedule uh, on the ticker below just going. The first – I know what's, we're thinking about the first six weeks because that's right before the bye and it ends with the Eagles. But, man, the first four weeks – are living absolutely rent-free in my head, man. Yeah. Home versus the Bills, on the road to Dallas, back home for the New England Patriots, and then Sunday night versus the Chiefs. I mean, (laughs) those first four weeks are just living rent-free in my head, and I'm excited to get into it. We have, of course, a lull here in the Jets' schedule. I'm going to ask you real quick about Q. Will. You think everything's going to be resolved there? Yeah, yeah. I think I think by the time we get back, we'll we'll be locked and loaded. We'll be ready to go. I mean, to your point, like what OTAs are over, so there's a you know six week break or whatever it is here until they're back and ready to go, getting ready for the Hall of Fame game. We got the early game with the Hall of Fame game, so uh, we'll be back. We'll be ready to operate. I think he will be all signed and ready to go by then. I'm not worried about it. Even if he's not, I'm really not too worried about it. Um, you know, he's got to play. He's got to play at a high level. Last season, I'll keep reminding people, was the first time he's had a you know a tremendous season as a Jet. He's he's shown flashes here and there, 
um, leading up to it. But all of a sudden, the contract year rolls around and he he flashes and shows greatness. So if he has to prove it again, he has to prove it again. I mean, he's not going to not try his best. He's going to try to get paid. <laughs> Alex is in the comments going off right now about the Jets. He misses the Jets in his life. Yeah, he does. <laughs> the, the misery will come quick. He's asking me about, will Aaron Rodgers win us to Super Bowl? We need answers. Absolutely, going, Alex. Going Don't you worry. Putting your boy CJ Mosley at safety. <laughs> Looking for Jim Leonard and Eric Smith. I mean, and then calling us to go 4 0. So I love it. Alex, Alex is on one right now uh, when it comes to the Jets. I am excited for the preview episode. We'll have to get Alex back on. We'll have to get Claudio back on. Yeah. For the prediction episode because we, we hold our feet to the fire when it comes to the schedule. Absolutely. But Greg, let's talk about the depth chart real uh, real quick here because we were gifted uh, the, the the extra QB emergency, so I'm, I'm sure that'll be Tim Boyle. Sure. Zach Wilson looks like he'll be the backup. That leaves one more spot, and my opinion is the wide receivers is the most uh, most packed out room right now that we have. And it includes a couple of undrafted free agents that I, I, I'm going to keep an eye on. Uh, it seems that Mr. Aaron Rodgers is keeping an eye on. And we know, at least from Lazard and from a couple of other wide receivers down in Green Bay, that Aaron Rodgers looks out for you and he smashes his head on the table for you. And Alan Lazard was cut three times. And look at him. He's getting second contracts on different teams following him. So there's Jason Brownlee, who... I mean, talk about a, a team that killed for us. Um, shout out to at winning picks weekly at Southern Mississippi, dude. Southern Miss killed for me this year, and yep. Brownlee was was pretty good. He's an actual wide receiver, uh, big guy. I'm excited about that one. We also have Xavier Gibson, who's more of a slot receiver. So that one is interesting, and we also have Jerome Cap. TJ Luther's also there. That's four receivers to keep an eye on. What was most interesting for me is Aaron Rodgers talking about Irvin Charles. This spells out two things for me. One, that Denzel Mims might be on the outs here. I haven't heard his name one time. I haven't yeah. heard anything. All I'm hearing about is undrafted free agents that we paid. Uh, we paid Brownlee like a fifth-round pick. I'm hearing about Irvin Charles, who's been a cut candidate every single year. At this point, I think that Denzel Mims is on his way out. I didn't even mention Malik Taylor. From my opinion, man, this is how I see the draft room going. Wilson, Allen, Hardman, Davis, Cobb. Of course, those are the guaranteed five. I'm adding Irvin Charles, and he's going to be the sixth practice squad. I want to see I want to see Denzel Mims, I guess. I want to see Jason Brownlee, and I want to see Xavier Gibson. Those are the those are the three wide receivers. Obviously, Denzel Mims goes. Give me Jerome Cat. What are your thoughts on the wide receiver room here? I like that. I mean, I was looking. We were talking about prepping a little bit, doing depth chart talk today, which I'm all for, especially because it's you know something interesting to keep an eye on. Obviously, the Jets don't release a depth chart for this offseason stuff. So I pulled up ESPN. I thought it was kind of interesting. There's a couple spots here. Speaking of the wide receivers, they have Garrett Wilson at the one, Lazard at the two, Miko Hardman at three, Corey Davis at four, Corey Davis backing up Garrett Wilson. Do you think Miko Hardman is going to get more playing time than Corey Davis this season? 
Well, in the slot, yes. It's just that Garrett Wilson's always going to be on the outside. Lazard can move around, but I think he's going to be on the outside. I and think Michael Hardman is outside guy. I mean, he stretches the field, but he's he's just going to play that kind of, in my opinion, Elijah Moore role. And he's sitting behind Randall Cobb, so I think he's going to honestly get snaps behind Cobb. Maybe he'll start just for just for fun, just for the just for paperwork. <laughs> but Randall Cobb on third down and in the red zone, that that that's who's getting the ball. Here's the thing, Greg. The Jets have sucked in the red zone. That's what. That's why we're yeah. here. That's what we're talking about, right? That's who cares what's going on, you know, on first down. This, we're not talking about fantasy right now. We're talking about the Jets winning football games. We suck in the red zone. So you're asking me who's going to be in the red zone? Who's going to get snaps? It's not going to be McCole Hardman, in my opinion. It's yep. going to be Garrett Wilson. Lazard will be there. Corey Davis might be there, and Randall Cobb is going to be there. I, I think McCall Hardman is going to be kind of watching uh, and maybe coming in on first down, second down, and maybe Randall Cobb on third, something of that nature. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Right, and maybe right on third down or when it's serious in the red zone, you kind of swap them out. I'm with you on that. That kind of stood out to me a little bit. What's interesting um, What's interesting with the red zone also is it's tight ends, right? Everybody's talking about C.J. Uzama who got a little hurt, going to the sure. Tony Awards with Aaron Rodgers, building up some rapport there. We're talking about Jeremy Ruckert having the best offseason. Nobody's mentioned Conklin. He wasn't uh, there the entire OTAs. Zach Cunt, I, I I think he's going to be on the practice squad, but we'll see. Yeah. I th- you think Alex is right? Do you agree with Alex? Denzel who? Yeah, Denzel who? I mean, we've been talking about it for three years now. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely the odd man looking out. I think when Aaron Rodgers shows up to town, a lot of people follow so it was, you know, it was kind of a thin room the last few years. Maybe let him slide a little bit. Now you can't let it slide anymore. I mean, we talked about trading him. There's a little, you know, back and forth last preseason, last season. So, you know, maybe it's time to move on and, you know, keep it moving with Denzel Mims. He hasn't really done anything. So what's the point? What's the point of keeping him around? Damn, Greg hit him with the keep it pushing. Yeah. Alex, we are living in fantasy land too. We're not talking about fantasy. We're talking about the Jets winning football games. Not going <laughs> to yeah. lie. It sounds like a fantasy. It is a fantasy, man. Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback. Aaron it's Rodgers crazy. is the quarterback of the New York Jets. The New York Jets dominated the league awards with the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year. We're getting, we're getting made fun of for drafting one of the best edge rushers because we have too many edge rushers. I mean, talk about a fantasy. We're talking about (laughs) not adding Dalvin Cook because our running back room is too good. There's too many players. That's where we're at right now. And that does sound like a fantasy. But then you reel it back in real quick because Chuck Clark, who has never missed a game, gets injured before a preseason game, and we have four of them. Right? We have have an extra preseason game. He doesn't even get to play in one of them. We can't even blame the field in Canton, which I'm ready for. Anybody that gets injured – Anybody that gets injured in the Hall of Fame, I am ready to go ballistic on the NFL. I'm just pointing that out right now, June 16, 2023. I am ready to go off about canceling the Hall of Fame game if any Jet gets hurt. Even Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle, I want you to stay healthy, too. Even Shreveler. Absolutely. I don't know who's going to play in that game, but it better not be one single starter. No, yeah. Right. Another another interesting thing on the offensive side of the ball, we're speaking of depth chart. Again, it's ESPN. Again, like you said, it's June 16th, so who knows what's, what it's going to look like when the season actually rolls around. Max Mitchell is the third right tackle on our depth chart right now. 
do you think he's like kind of on a hot seat or you think it's just a, like we have so many offensive linemen right now. Do you think there's a shot? Max Mitchell's not making it or you think he's here to stay? It looks Talk good. Fantasy. I haven't heard those words. <laughs> I think since the, the Brickishaw days, we have too many offensive linemen. Dude, it's crazy. I mean, Billy Turner, we picked up. We all know Aaron Rodgers' thoughts about him. He's the second right tackle behind Makai Becton, who's not happy about being right tackle, but that's because we have Dwayne Brown, who's a great left tackle at left tackle. So he's got to play right tackle. I mean, we need everyone to stay healthy. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. But do we need three right tackles on this team? And if so, is Max Mitchell the third best, the fi- the fifth best tackle we have? Fifth best is, is a stretch, but we'll see because, again, it takes one injury and everything, it, it becomes scramble time. Yeah. Right? Like Dwayne Brown gets an injury, God forbid, then Mekhi Becton all of a sudden becomes left, Max Mitchell to the right, and all of a sudden we have, we were so thin, right? Billy Turner's yep. now backing up both tackles, and Yadni Kajust is like kind of has the emergency. So now we have nobody. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm shocked that Max Mitchell's even playing. He has the Chris Bosh injury. He had the blood clots in the leg. If you take blood thinners, you have to be out the whole season, and then they retest him. So I love Max Mitchell. It was a great draft pick. I'm just I'm just hoping he stays around. I'm I'm yeah. Not I thought he was, I thought Sharpie. his career was over. That's what I'm saying. I'm not putting him into Sharpie as one of our tackles. On how yeah. can you put Beckton as Sharpie in 20 year tackles either? You know sure. what I mean? Because you're talking about all this depth. We could be sitting here with Dwayne Brown at left, Billy Turner at right tackle. If Dwayne Brown sits out a couple plays, now we're talking about Warren Carter, our 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 rookie from uh, from Pitt, starting all of a sudden. You know what I mean? So yeah, let's let's take it back a little bit. But let me ask you. I just love. About that. I, I just love seeing Joe Titman at center. I just love sitting okay, pulling. Let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about that real quick. You think he's going to start over Connor McGovern week one, or do you think no. that we're going to go with the Connor McGovern, let him mess up, and then we'll throw in Joe Titman? I think so. I think so. I think you just can't start a rookie with this type of pressure we have on this season. I mean, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers coming in for the first time in, what, 15, 16 years in a new team. You can't let a rookie start for him. I think you got to let the veteran and McGovern come in here, take a couple snaps, do what he's going to do. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I think he, I think you got to get reps. You got to get practice with Joe Tittman in the, in the, you know, the preseason in the summertime. But I think you gotta you gotta trust the veterans on this one. It's it's a do or die season for the Jets. I think oh you gotta let the rock. Do or die season. Shoot. Sheesh. Okay. All right. What if we miss the playoffs this year? What does that look like? Is Aaron Rodgers back next season? Is this whole thing blow up? You know, what I mean, the season it unravels very quickly. I, let's talk about that real quick. Sure. How do you feel about Zach Wilson and how he's been operating this off season? It looks like he's going to be the number two quarterback. Do you do you trust him to kind of progress? Yep. In, in this situation, and to eventually actually play quarterback for the New York Jets, because no matter what, let's let's call it five years. You know, let's go. Let's realistically call it three years from now, right? Where Zach Wilson's contract is going to be a question, and Aaron Rodgers' age is going to be a question, and whether or not he's retiring like three years from now. Like, do you trust Zach Wilson in that role? I know it's a little early. But we're going to be watching this kid progress, man. We're watching this kid go from he can't throw a screen pass to now he's backing up Aaron Rodgers to we're going to have to depend on him in two years. How do you think that's going to go? Yeah, I'm not as out on Zach Wilson as you and Alex were 
towards the end of last season or this offseason. Like, I get it. It was bad. I mean, he's, it's just, it's the same story we've replayed seven, eight, nine, ten times in a row. It's like, dude, we're just going to keep drafting rookie guys, making them start and just, and just getting rid of them after two or three years. Like, Sam Darnold's going to be starting for the San Francisco 49ers who went to the AFC, cha- the NFC championship last season. There's a shot he has a credible season because he's, Age and develop, and he's been to different systems. He's learned different things. He's seen different defenses. I would think it easy, Greg. I love Sam Darnold more than every, more than anyone I know, and I don't even think he's going to start Week One. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean they had they invested in Trey Lance, so that would make sense. But there's a shot. I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be healthy and ready to go. But my point is, if you give these guys some time and some patience, I think that they can pay off. I think Zach Wilson has the skill set. Um, my, my always, my issue with Zach Wilson always has been, and it will always be with any draft pick is size and competition. He's not a big guy. That's a knock on him. The competition he played at BYU is not adequate to get him ready to the NFL. And it's shown, I mean, these guys that are coming out of Alabama are playing a little bit better. Jalen hurts is pretty damn good. You know, the you know, this this season we got two guys coming in here to Houston and Carolina. I think that Houston turns it around pretty quickly. So and Carolina might too. So you know, I just think that it, he was at such a disadvantage coming into the situation he's coming into the Jets, the New York media, the turnover at every position, coaches and everything like that. And then to come in here and you know, in a, under J D and Robert Sala learning themselves as well as him learning. You know, we saw the headaches with Michael Thor. It wasn't working out. So I think if you give him two or three years with Aaron Rodgers, this, you know, this Robert Sala offense with uh, okay. the, the coordinator, you know, that we got from Green Bay, I think there's a shot. He learns a few things and he's ready to go. All right. So you got some confidence in Zach coming up. You don't believe in the rookies. Neither does Alex talking about how McGovern will start. He's with yeah. you. He doesn't. He doesn't think Tim will be there in the beginning. I I I do think it's harder to uh, pull out Tipman at if he's doing bad and put in McGovern rather than leaving McGovern until he inevitably is performing a little bit under par and kind of yeah. having an excuse uh, to change it up. Switching over to the defense here, Greg. I know you had some thoughts about some undrafted free agents that you have your eye on to maybe you know round out this offseason and it's interesting that's the one reason why i i know i'm in the minority here but i kind of wouldn't be too upset with hard knocks looks like the jets are saying no to it looks like a lot of people are saying no but the fun part is to watch the actual negative parts right we know with the propaganda one jets drive it's amazing (laughs) we love it but it is fun to see like the cut situation uh, the back end kind of learn a little bit more about players who might not make it. You know, one just drive, we focus on, you know, the players who obviously are, you know, have solidified spots. What are your thoughts on the back end of this defense here? Yeah. I mean, the guy that I, that stood out to me on these undrafted lists was uh Trey Dean, strong safety out of Florida. We obviously need safety help. We talked about it last week, and then it and unfortunately it reared its ugly head with the Chuck Clark injury. Um, but again, I talked about size six, I think six foot or six two. Um, six two, two hundred pounds, out of Florida, played good competition in the SEC, played for five seasons, played a hundred and hundred something. 
Um, 57 college games, 125 tackles. I mean, dude, he he plays well, has good visions, played against good competition. The SEC always has the best competition. So Florida as a program as a whole hasn't been all that great, but they've played in some big games. So he he's not hopefully not going to be free at the moment. Like I said, good size, good speed. Um, I'm hoping he can come in and, you know, fill a role for us and give us some much needed death at the safety position so that if unfortunately another injury does happen, we have someone that can step in and fill a role for us. So kind of on that same note is uh, Derek Langford, uh, yep. the kid from Washington State, about the same height, 6'2", 6'3", about 200. Uh, he started at almost every game uh, the last two years. I think actually every game the last two years for Washington State. He was a cornerback. They have him at free safety. Uh, he, he, did, he actually did pretty good with Washington State last year. Yeah. So that that's another interesting one. I kind of want him around. This is the unofficial depth charts, but Craig James is in front of him right now, and he plays special teams. We'll see what goes on there. We know that the special teams has been diminished uh, dramatically with the rule, the kickoff, where no matter what, but uh, before the 25-yard line, if you yep. fair catch it, it's going to be – back to the 25. So basically there's no more kickoffs, just punts. So we'll see if, you know, if at, if at safety, one of these guys steps up, kind of just plays special teams. The special teams is not that important. You know, Craig James is supposed to be the special teams guy. Yep. So we'll see. We already have Justin Hardy. So all that stuff is very interesting. We haven't heard anything else from Matt Areza ever since the, the workout. That got a lot of news. Nothing else came from that. Any other Jets news that you want to point out besides Ed Sheeran rocking a Jets jersey at MetLife and uh, Aaron Rodgers no. still going on tour? No, it seems like MetLife's been shutting it down. I mean, they had, Ed, what, T-Swift and then Ed Sheeran. They're doing their thing out there. I wonder if uh, Aaron Rodgers is as big an Ed Sheeran fan as he is a Taylor Swift fan. He was there. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't see the videos like I did at T-Swift, though. Yeah. <laughs> I saw those videos. So... Um. Yeah, man. Not not too much else. I mean, I, I it's been great. One Jets drive has been awesome. It's been a tremendous off season. We talked about our bets that we kind of put in. Um. But again, just Jets to score a rushing touchdown every week plus eleven thousand. I threw that in. Um. And then yeah, I took huh, when the news broke. I took Hopkins to lead the league in receiving yards plus forty five hundred plus five thousand <laughs> something like that. I don't know if he goes to New England. That's gonna be a tough. That's gonna be a tall order with uh, Mac Jones <laughs> throwing the ball. So we're Tennessee with Tannehill. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping. I mean, the odds-on favorites, the top five teams to get them were um, when the news broke. Were like the Chiefs, the Bills, the Chargers, the Jets, and the Ravens. I was like, all right, I could deal with any five of those quarterbacks. I'm okay with. Um, so yeah, you know, just a couple bets here and there. I know you've been betting some golf. I'm kind of laying low now. Maybe start picking it up during baseball season, but ready to go. I put Djokovic in to win the to win the uh, French Open, so that was awesome to see that happen. And ready to rock and roll. What about you? Yeah. Any last news and notes? No, but when you're talking about the winning picks weekly. Shout out to uh, the gambling pod that'll get uh, rolling for football season, college and NFL. So yep. obviously, right around the corner. And I had uh, a, a, one of those $5 bets where I had the Nuggets, I had the Knights, I had Djokovic, like that kind of stuff. And some division bets in the MLB, which are looking pretty sweet. However, I have Florida State in there to win the ACC. 
and then I have Colorado. So oh boy. <laughs> shout out to that one. That's like five dollars and fifty grand. So shout out to Deion Sanders. Hopefully he's okay. You guys went, you and Chip went from thinking I was crazy at taking the over six and a half wins to bet, putting them in your parlays to win their, to win their conference. I think it was two and a half and I still think it's dumb. I still Uh, think, I still think under two and a half is as good. I thought it was five and a half, six and a half. No, it's two and it was, we're arguing two and a half. We couldn't find three wins for Colorado and now it jumped to three and a half, but I took him to win just in case. It looks like he might lose his foot, though. Did you, you hear about that? Yeah, he's been having some real issues with his foot for years now. I've been having surgeries, and that's crazy. Yeah, not, and it's insane to see. I mean, someone who's so gifted athletically to see that happen is sad. That one's wild. But yeah, yeah. I got my I got my eye on a couple college football teams. Hit us up on Winning P Weekly on Twitter. But we're all under the Knicks, comma Jets, comma ETC period on YouTube. Please just subscribe there. It actually. There's a threshold coming up here. It really helped us out. Uh, hit us up on YouTube. Subscribe there. Uh, and if you want to hit us up on Twitter, more than welcome. Knicks, Jets, etc. At Jay Malika at Winning P Weekly. Well, that's about it, Greg. Any last any last words here? We we, we are in the depths of the offseason. We'll we'll be checking in any updates, uh, especially when it comes to the Jets, especially when it comes to the Knicks. <laughs> um, of course, July is. The off season for for the NBA, but it's really the on season uh, yeah. because uh, the free agency is coming, the trades are coming, uh, drafts coming, Beal and Embiid and Cat. Every every name, every superstar name is going to be Zach Levine and Damian Lillard. Every name is going to be thrown out there uh, the next three weeks by all the wonderful agents. So I'm excited about that. All right, that's it. We out. Yes. <laughs>